Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. My loves, I hope you are all taking really good care of yourselves in this somewhat harrowing time. This week, I have a question. The question on its own is a really important one for y'all to hear. It goes like this. I am a healthcare provider in New York City, and I could really use your advice about how to support myself and others during this difficult time. I care very deeply about my patients, and I pride myself on being compassionate, thorough, accessible, and resourceful. But over the last week or so, I found it really difficult to be empathetic. I feel like I'm having a really hard time calmly supporting people, particularly those with relatively minor issues in the grand scheme of things, which is quite a grand scheme these days. People are scared, and I certainly understand that. Their fears are valid. Their problems are valid. But it's as if the advice I give them is never enough, and I lack the resources to do anything more. Over the last few days, my advice certainly hasn't been enough to get them to change their behaviors, to think of others, to stay at home, to even cover their mouths when they cough. People are behaving selfishly and I've had enough. This is troubling. It's depressing. It's scary, especially since the consequences of their selfish behavior could cost them or someone else their life, myself included. And I'm not even in the worst situation, not even close. I try to be supportive of my friends who are working in the emergency room. They have it the worst. I try sending them small gifts, checking in on them every few days. I don't know what else to do to help them. My friends who work in other fields have been really practically supportive over the last few days with super kind gestures like masks, groceries, money for cabs to and from work so I stay off the subway, which are putting me deep into credit card debt. And I'm super grateful. I try to reassure the staff feel their concerns, let them know I'm listening and I'm there to support them, but most of the time, I don't know what to do. No one does. I can count the number of times I've cried at work or about work over the last decade on one hand. Today on the way home, after a particularly rough day, I broke down. I know this is only the beginning and I already feel like I can't do this anymore. I was really excited that I developed some pretty good habits over the last few months, Going to the gym, becoming a regular at various exercise classes, eating healthy, getting enough sleep. But now I feel like it's all gone. All I can do is come home, order food, get in bed, and then get up and do it all over again. What can I do to continue my work in these difficult circumstances? How can I support myself and others? And I'm going to call you frontline because the questioner has asked that I keep her private in this situation. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for your work. I'm really impressed at your community. You are being there for emergency room workers and your friends who are not in healthcare are being there for you. And it sounds like you have kind of like a network of people who are aware and generous and kind and communicative. And that is so powerful and so wonderful. And for anyone listening, I want to say, do what they're all doing. That's great. If you know anyone who is on the front lines, you know, throw them cab fare. Get them a gift certificate at a local restaurant for to-go orders. Like something, if you can. A kind word, acknowledgement, that's really powerful too, right? We can all learn from you and how you're handling this and how your, your community and your network is handling this. And also, I really hear what you're saying. You're talking about being at a state of burnout 
that isn't sustainable when you're at the very beginning. And you're also talking about the recklessness of others. So here's the complicated thing. You are in the state of not only working really hard, seeing people suffer, seeing people be in a disassociated state and not care, and being so physically close to people, you're really absorbing their trauma. And secondary trauma is a thing. And a very common response to being in a situation where you're constantly, consistently absorbing a second, you know, other people's trauma is that it can lead to a lack of empathy because your own survival response kicks in. This is hard. And I, I'm not really equipped to give you advice around how to cope with patients themselves because I'm assuming there are laws and protocols that I know nothing about. I don't know if it's possible to say to people, I need you to have greater understanding right now that we are in a pandemic. And so if your health issues are not serious, do not come in. As we know, when people are scared, they are not considerate of other people. That's how this goes. And so I don't know that there's anything that can be done to fix that part of the problem. What we can focus on is how to support yourself and how to support others and to understand that part of what that looks like is this is not normal. In your birth chart, I want to say you have um, a beautiful sun in Aries in the sixth house. It's squared to Neptune, Natalie. You love helping people. You are service-driven and service-oriented, and you are an active agent in creating service and making sure that you are expressing your empathy and also looking for answers. You, you know, you've got that good old-fashioned Aries leadership vibe going for you, and it is a huge part of your identity and your own vitality and wellness. And feeling like you can't help, I can see how exhausting that is for you. And so you are more exhausted on a spiritual and mental level than is your normal, regardless of your crazy schedule, regardless of all those other things. Something you've been going through is a Chiron conjunction to your son. It's not an easy transit, if I'm being honest. This Chiron transit was going on April 2019 through mid-October 2019, and then it kicked back in in February of 2020, and you'll be in it until early April of 2020. And then finally, there'll be one last hit of this transit in the first week of October 2020 through late February of 2021. So it's kind of a long one, but here it is. Ultimately, Chiron is known as the wounded healer. Where we have Chiron, we have great pain. We have kind of an impossible situation, a wound that won't heal. And we also have within that very wound, the tools to fix it, the tools to work on it. So when we are going through something like Chiron conjunct the sun, as you are, it often will present us with a really painful situation where no matter what you do, you don't get out of that painful situation. And you have your sun and your birth chart and Chiron by transit in the place of astrology where we would find healthcare. So unfortunately, this is where you're at. This is it. And to understand it's part of your spiritual evolution, maybe some amount of solace. That doesn't mean you have to be your regular self. It doesn't mean you will not have a trauma response and you will not be traumatized by all you're being exposed to. It does mean that there is a greater picture to your personal part, your role to play. Finding ways of leading 
that do not require total abandonment of self, I think is a part of this journey for you. Finding ways of understanding that leadership and power is an interdependent, interactive thing is actually a huge part of what you're naturally good at, but is very, very difficult. So working with your team and empowering your team is so important and so healthy and so helpful, but also it's important to share with them that you yourself don't know and you yourself are having a hard time. You don't have to present an ironclad front, you know, you don't. And it's really important that you talk to people about your feelings. So whether that means, you know, getting some sort of like phone-based shrink who can talk to you in the evenings or having a friend who's just kind of got the space to really listen without trying to fix things for you, but just let you vent, you're really going to need that at this time. And if you can't do that, yeah, scream. You can scream a lot. You can cry a lot. There's no shame in having emotions. And there's no shame in messy emotions, in fucked up emotions. Let your emotions come through because what you're doing is absorbing a lot of trauma. And while you're doing that, you're at constant risk. And there's a lot of fear and it could be resentment associated with that. Additionally, you are going through two Neptune transits. Neptune is sitting opposite of your moon, and it's sitting right on top of your Mercury. This indicates many things, but in the context of your question, what it does is it kicks up an increased sense of empathy, so much so that it makes you into a total psychic sponge. It can make it really hard to have healthy boundaries. The spiritual lesson here is to develop boundaries. So I'm going to give you an actual piece of weird, this is weird advice. It might sound actually a little impractical. I don't know if this will work for you, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. A lot of woo-woo pr practitioners like myself, people who do energy work, people who uh, you know do massage, stuff like that, we do this stuff. What I'd like to do at the start of the day when I'm working with clients is I get a glass bowl. If you can get a glass bowl, that would be amazing. If you could get like anything that's basically not plastic, you know, if it could be ceramic and fill it full of water and then put a pinch of salt in it. It can take you less than two minutes. It can take you one minute. I mean, you're, you're a fast mover. You're an Aries. It can take you one minute. It does not have to be a big time investment. You want to get emotionally present. That's the hard part, actually. It's not the action. It's actually choosing to remember and to get into your body and to sit down with this little bowl of water or stand by a counter with a bowl of water and a big pinch of salt in that water and set the intention that this water, and you basically put the salt as a grounding force within the water, that this water is going to function as a spiritual conductor and that all of the pain and the panic and the energy that you are directly encountering with your patients, with the people who work under you, you know, with the family members of patients, anything that's not yours, it can come through you, but that it will then go into this bowl of water and it will be grounded by that salt. And at the end of the day, throw it in the toilet, throw it down the sink. Don't put it in a plant, don't drink it, don't let an animal drink it, okay? Because it's basically like toxic water at that point. So this would be something you could put in your office. If it doesn't make sense to do that at your place of work, you can do it in your home. Ideally, it would be at your place of work. 
this is a little woo exercise. Now, would I typically give a New York City healthcare provider in the middle of a pandemic a bit of energy woo exercise? Not necessarily. But girl, it's time for magic for you. It really is because the problems you have are very material. They're very real. And a lot of it is completely out of your control. What you can do is give yourself permission to have all the emotions you have around it and to have patience and compassion for how shitty it feels to be impatient, to not be able to access your empathy when things are this scary and when things are moving this fast. And in part, by ceasing to resist your own feelings, you make it easier. You make it easier on yourself. A lack of resistance makes it easier to bear the pain itself. Now, the other reason why I give you this woo exercise is because these Neptune transits are hella woo. They want you to get more energetically present, to infuse spirituality into your psychological self-care, your emotional self-care, and your physical self-care. So another thing I want to encourage you to do is come up with some form of mantra. If you can, it can be really quick. It can just be something like letting go of what's not mine or I'm going to continue to do my best, whatever that is right now. You know, something really simple. It doesn't have to be super woo, but some sort of ritualistically repeated thought or affirmation into your daily life because your thoughts are likely to go to flight or fight place. And that's not our happy, healthy, empathetic place, right? Now, let me tell you about the last transit that I want to mention to you that you're going through, which is Uranus opposite Pluto. You have Pluto in the first house. Uranus is hitting you from the seventh house. And what this transit does is a lot of things. But in this context is it confronts you with your survival mechanisms. It confronts you with your need to be in control as a way to feel safe and okay in your own skin. And you're just not in control right now. None of us are. And honestly, life gets easier when you focus on the present instead of worrying over a future you cannot control or worrying over people you cannot control and a past that cannot be changed. There's no way around it, my love. I'm going to give you one last woo-woo energy exercise because there is no real answer for this. There's no simple solution. All I got for you is woo, so let me give you some woo. I want to encourage you to pull in the power of your guides or God or the universe or spirit, whatever it is, whatever is the language that resonates for you. From where I live, it's all the same, right? I mean, a little different, but it's all the same. Learning how to receive, practicing receiving the support that is available to you energetically and spiritually will improve the quality of your life. And that is a practice that is not easy. It's not easy for you. It's not easy for most of us. And it's certainly not easy when you're in constant pressure and life or death stuff. It's just really hard to do. So I want to encourage you to practice finding your body, breathing into your body, getting present with whatever it is you're feeling, staying with it, for as long as you can tolerate. And I'm not talking about, you know, a 30-minute meditation here. I don't think that's realistic for you at this time. Talking about just finding a way to be there. And then from that place, to let your guidance, to let your relationship to God or spirit fill you up, to help you. Let it help you. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, golden arches over your head right away. It's not, it's generally not like that. But take all the support you can get. It's about 
continuing to prioritize your spiritual, emotional, physical self-care in these tiny ways because you can't do it in all those ways you named that you just figured out how to do. This is not forever, but this is really rough, and this is really now. I hope that this is helpful. And again, I want to thank you so much for your service to us all, and I want to thank you for writing in. This is an update on the Wet'suwet'en Nation's fight to protect their territory from pipeline construction. The spread of COVID-19 has drastically changed the way that solidarity action can take place. In February, we saw thousands of people rally in support of the Wet'suwet'en land defenders. Now everything has moved online. The latest call to action is asking for you to help put pressure on Coastal GasLink to ensure strict safety standards for transient workers. Their continued arrival on the territory places small nearby communities at risk of COVID-19 exposure. Please visit their social media. Their Instagram, their Facebook, and Twitter handles will be in the notes. Keep sharing and keep checking in for updates. Thank you and stay safe out there. I mean, fuck, what a week. Am I right? We're going to talk about the astrology of it. I want to be real with you guys because that is what it's all about, realness. However, with astrology, because we're talking about some measure of prediction, you want to be really self-aware around what you can listen to in a healthy way. If reading the news, if you know, listening to astrology is stressing you out, make sure it's stressing you out in a way that is constructive instead of stressing you out in a way that creates panic. Just be mindful of how you take in what you take in, because that is one of the few things you can control at this time. Now, we're going to look at the week of March 22nd through the 28th of 2020. And I want to remind you that on March the 28th, I'm going to be doing an AMA and ask me anything at 3 p.m. Pacific time. uh, And I invite you to join. Uh, This will be a time where I'll get to answer hopefully a lot of your questions for over the course of 90 minutes. It will be a live chat. I think it's a good time to to talk. Let's talk. I also want to kind of let you know, in case you don't already, that on Instagram, I am posting a lot of resources. I'm answering questions now and again. uh, So you can go look at my bio and there's a highlight of COVID-19 resources and, you know, whether you're looking to donate or be giving or you need help and support, there's resources for you on either tip there. And also, you know, I'm sharing news that feels constructive. So there's all that. I want to take a moment and acknowledge that I am recording this from the Bay Area in California, where we are on uh, shelter in place, or are they calling it safer at home in Southern California? I'm in Northern California. And I think that this is something that we're seeing more and more. People, you know, are being encouraged to stay at home or to self-isolate or do social distancing. It's really important that we listen to that. And there is a lot of anxiety around it. Day one of the quarantine here, or the shelter in place here more specifically, I'll tell you, I woke up to a group field of panic when millions or millions and millions of people are all experiencing something together that makes them feel out of control and scared. It permeates. And so if your anxiety level is really high, if you are feeling like you can't focus, set adrift, things don't feel real, things don't feel uh, like you can locate yourself within them, that's a normal human response to feeling this out of control and this frightened. 
And for some of you that might be hyper association, reading the news, consuming news, consuming news. And for others of you that might be quite the opposite, just feeling cut adrift and, you know, not checking in with the world's resources in that way. It's really important that we acknowledge that we're all in a state of fear and that we've never been here before. No living person has been here before. It's a big deal. That said, in the words of Representative John Lewis, we did not choose this time, but the time chose us, friends. The time fucking chose us. So what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I don't know what to do. That's really hard for a Capricorn to say. Nobody knows what to do. But I do know that the spiritual weight of global anxiety or even local anxiety, you know, your whole neighborhood having a similar anxiety, it doesn't make things easier to bear. You know, we're all in this together. I say that all the time. I fucking mean it. We are not all having the same experience of this at the same time. If you can afford to get on a private plane and take your ass out of a place, you are not having the same experience as someone who's like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to get food? People who are scared around their health because they have pre-existing conditions are in it with people who are healthy as can be, but having a completely different experience of this, right? So we are all in this together, but we are not all the same. We do not have, all have the same resources. And I think it's really important that we count our blessings. We appreciate our privileges. We appreciate what we've got going for us, the resources we have access to. And also give ourselves permission to have whatever feelings we have around what we don't have and where we're scared. Because this fucking COVID-19 does not care who you vote for or how much money you have or what your religion is. It does not care at all who you fuck. It is just about the air we breathe. <laughs> it's just about having a body, being a human right now. Now, the other thing about this pandemic is it is really highlighting the problems with individualism and capitalism. And in the United States of America, we are super individualistic and capitalistic. So this is a really telling period, really telling. And it's valuable for you at this time, since you probably, if you're anything like me, all of a sudden have more time to yourself in your house than you expected to, to really look at your relationship to individualism. I'm a huge fan of individualism in a certain way. You know, I mean, I'm a queer astrologer. I kind of got to be pretty individualistic for that, right? And at the same time, when it comes to social issues, individualism can often equal selfishness. Capitalism really thrives on the backs of poor and working people. It's really important to look at this time at your relationship to money, security, selfishness, self-preservation. It's really hard to parse those things apart. It's really hard to parse them apart. But guess what? You've got a little extra time to do it. Chances are, chances are high. A lot of people are still working. A lot of people are working different hours or not working right now. And so it's actually a good time to do that form of reevaluation. Let's start off with the horoscope here, because on the 22nd, we start the week off with a transit that you will be feeling the impact of on the 20th, as Mars gets closer and closer to conjoining Pluto. Mars conjoined Pluto. Jupiter's kind of in the mix, but not in an exact conjunction. This transit is what I would characterize as kind of intense, not chill. Mars and Pluto are both the planets of war. They are both interested in dominion. 
when we look at these two forces coming together in the sign of Capricorn, you know, it's kind of got a militaristic vibe not to freak you out. You do not need to freak out about this. It's just the energy of the transit. Does this look like a war on the pandemic? Does this look like us all battling our relationship to capitalism or individualism? Does this look like some sort of physical violence in the world? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to predict it and I don't see the value in it. This is an important time, really, really, to pay attention to where you physically are, to take care of yourself, to pick your battles wisely. I mean, the battles of who you're engaging with online, everyone's scared, everyone's freaked out. And some people make themselves feel better by being cavalier with others, by dumping on others, by being cruel to others. And I'm not saying those people are bad people. We all do stupid shit, right? We all do stupid shit. If you catch yourself doing stupid shit and dumping on someone or shitting on someone or picking a fight with some rando on the internet, be careful around this date because Pluto has a fun way of coming back at you like a boomerang and Mars is aggressive. Don't pick fights with people. If you are feeling intensely irritable, if you are feeling cabin fever, if you are feeling scared, this is not the time to pick fights with people. Trust me, okay? What you can do with this transit is use it as a way to reorient yourself in your relationship to anger, in your relationship to rage, to punishment and blame, and also those other themes I was talking about, individualism, capitalism, selfishness. Take a peek. Look under the hood, won't ya? I want to speak to anger for a hot minute. Mars governs anger. Pluto is resentments and rage. And when these two planets meet up, in the sign of Capricorn, you can feel like you are deeply entitled to your anger and rage. And maybe you are. Maybe you're pissed off at systemic oppression. Or it could be that the person that you're living with is just driving you fucking nuts. Or because they're doing something that you think is actually dangerous or unsafe. Okay. If you can look at your relationship to anger and rage, if you can give yourself permission to experience those feelings without needing to express them at someone, or in dynamic with someone. If you can find ways of engaging, honestly engaging with your feelings without needing a, I feel this way because you are making me feel this way, then this is actually growth opportunity. It's really valuable. Self-preservation, survival, those are really important skills. And some of that requires getting pissed, having a sense of, I'm going to defend myself, right? And then a lot of times we feel those feelings when there isn't actually a threat or when it's 50% about us. So pay attention. When we have a transit that involves Pluto, we can transform and heal. That's really valuable, but you have to consciously engage with it because when we feel intense anger, intense defensiveness, intense fear, it tends to bring out the worst in us and we tend to feel entitled until later when we have to fucking deal with the consequences of it. Am I right? Now, maybe you're not the one. Maybe it's somebody else who's handling this transit poorly and you have to figure out how to engage with it. If you can, take a step back and come back to it later. Don't take the bait. My friends and loves, taking the bait is a choice. Doesn't feel like it, but it's a choice. Now, on the same date, on the 22nd, we have a couple of much lovelier and chiller transits. Venus is forming a sextile to Neptune, and Mercury is forming another sextile to the planet Uranus. These two transits are lovely for cultivating empathy, finding creative solutions, being social, connecting to people, creative work. 
ultimately, because of the intensity of the Mars-Pluto conjunction, I don't think most people are going to primarily feel those two lovely sextiles, but it will certainly help you to have greater empathy for yourself and for others and to find resources if you need them and to find creative solutions, basically. And when I say being social, I know that most people are doing social distancing and I encourage all people to be doing social distancing. You know, being social right now means hopping on a video chat with a group of friends or with one person. It means sending voice messages back and forth or talking on a telephone like it's 1989. Be social in whatever way makes sense. Now, that brings us, my loves, all the way to the 24th. You will be feeling this transit, these transits I've just named on the 22nd. You'll be feeling them on the 23rd as well. And then on the 24th, we have a new moon in Aries. And a new moon, as you know, is when the sun and moon are in the exact same sign at the exact same degree. And new moons happen once a month, but each new moon happens per sign approximately once a year. This new moon in Aries, it is an opening, just like all new moons are. And that is lovely. You know, you might be seeing online, new moon in Aries, spring ahead. It's like fertile and springy and uh, don't believe the hype. I don't think that's the case at all. Let me tell you why, my friends. Let me tell you why. We have a problem in this chart, and the problem is Chiron. I'm going to tell you a story. It's quick. I'm really bad at telling stories. Before I tell you the story, I'll just preface this with saying, you know, I have researched Chiron through books and online, and I see the story of Chiron written in different ways, seen multiple versions of it. The way I was taught Chiron is once upon a time, long, long time ago, trigger warning, I'm going to talk about something upsetting. Uh, it was It's rape. Okay. So once upon a time, long, long time ago, Saturn, a god, you know Saturn, capitalism, hierarchies, rules, daddy issues, right? Darth Vader, Mary Poppins. You've heard me talk about Saturn before. So Saturn was up in heaven. He saw a woman. He thought she was hot. He's like, I'm going to have sex with this woman. And so he came down to earth and he's like, lady, let's bone. And she was like, I don't know you. He's like, I don't care. I'm a god. I do what I want. And he raped her. And then nine months later, all the gods were gossiping uh, behind Saturn's back. And they were like, Saturn, what the fuck did you do? Now, Saturn, very concerned with his reputation, was aghast. Apparently, what had happened down on Earth was this woman was pregnant. And all the townspeople were like, you had sex with a god? Please. This is not a thing. And they kicked her out of the community. And all the gods were very upset about the situation. And so Saturn, concerned about what other people were thinking, went down to Earth and he waited for her to give birth. The way I read it, he hid behind a rock. I don't know why. And she had her baby and he hopped out from behind the rock and he's like, hey, lady, you caused me nothing but problems. Fuck you. And he takes the baby and he abandons her. How awful is fucking that? It's a terrible story. Anyways, so he takes the kid to a cave and he says, kid, you caused me nothing but problems. And he takes out his poison arrow, you know, because he's a god. He pops him in the leg and he's like, fuck you, kid, I'm out. And then he leaves. He leaves his child to be dead. Now, I should mention here that his child is half human and half centaur. And the child is named Chiron. Chiron stumbles to the back of the cave dying, dying, dying from the wounds of his father. And then, can you fucking believe it? He is reborn because of the gifts of his father, because he is half God. And then he dies again. And the story of Chiron is that he is eternally killed by the wounds of his father and also eternally reborn. He is the wounded healer. And he goes forth and spends his life healing others. Now, I don't know that that's an accurate story, I think it's, you know, I mean, it's a myth one way or another, but I share this story with you because it is really deep. Now, we're not talking about your dad, right? 
We are talking about the archetypal father. Again, we're talking about capitalism and society and the powers that be. And so much of what we are seeing is the problems with infrastructure and a lack of accountability and trustworthiness in our governments, certainly in the United States. But, you know, this is happening in different ways in lots of places. What we have here in this chart is a new moon in Aries at four degrees of Aries. And Chiron is at five degrees of Aries. It's right up there, guys. It's right up there. And so this new moon is likely to bring up really deep wounding in our relationship to Chiron. It's where we are most hurt and it's where we need to heal. And the thing that is beautiful about Chiron is it indicates that the problem is the solution, that where we are wounded, where we are hurt is actually where we have resources and capacity, where we can actually find the tools for healing. But you have to be willing to do the work and to stay with your wounding. Yikes. No one wants to hear that. Unfortunately, Aries, a fire sign, can be associated with spread, right? With things like catching fire. <laughs> so I want to really encourage you to be very conservative this week with your health. Um, and in terms of going out, I'm not saying this to frighten you. I'm not saying anything that medical professionals and the World Health Organization isn't saying. Uh, do not listen to me above the World Health Organization or any other, you know, medical or scientific professional. Obviously, I beg of you, please. But I would certainly say be very conservative at this time. And I think what we're going to see is as there's more and more cases of COVID-19 showing up and more and more people have symptoms, there may be a rush of panic. And that might be a rush of panic from the powers that be. And it might be a rush of panic from the populace. TBD, my loves. TBD. You cannot control anything but your responses. You cannot control anything but your actions. You cannot control anything but the energy with which you approach yourself and others. All we can do is our best. Keep on striving to do your best. And if your best is tragic today, okay, there's tomorrow. Do your best today. Now, this new moon chart also has a bunch of Capricorn in it. It's got that Jupiter, Pluto, Mars conjunction. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. So the theme of taking responsibility and essentially being a leader, being a part of the solution at this time, whatever that looks like for you, whether that looks like thinking about being of service, asking neighbors if they need something or sharing news and resources, if you've got money, donating it. Um, you know, there's a million ways that we can be a part of the solution. Find a small one and do it today. And if you have the capacity to do something bigger, yay. This is a marathon and not a sprint. And unfortunately, Aries is all about the sprint. Okay. <laughs> so it is what it is, my loves. It is what it is. On the 27th and on the 28th, we have two lovely transits. One is Venus trying to Jupiter. And now on the 28th, we have Venus trying to Pluto. Now, these transits are really good for reaffirming your values. They're really good for organizing your finances. Do not overspend at this time. That's the one downside I would say of these transits. I would encourage you to really prioritize making social plans at this time. And again, I'm referring to digital connection, uh, doing it online practicing social distancing, and connect with people. These two transits can mark a time of social connection. But when I look at Venus, I want to really talk about your values. It can mark a time where you really sit down with yourself and affirm or reaffirm your value system, what you care about, who you care about, who you stand for. Take the opportunity to do it. Nothing's going to force you to. They're trines. Trines are lovely. 
when we go through a trine, that's a 120 degree angle <laughs> between planets, what we are seeing is a flow of energy, an easy flow of energy. And when there's an easy flow, there's nothing forcing you to do shit. And so what you want to do is take the initiative because then you'll make more progress than you would at other times. And so get really clear about what you feel called towards. Remember who you are. Experts in authoritarian regimes talk about really being clear about what your values are so that you can see your values changing over the course of time. And I think that's a wise approach at this time. Be clear about what you are, what you value, what you stand for, and who you stand for, and what you're willing to do about it. This period calls for bravery from all of us. That's what this period's about. And if you don't feel brave today, that's okay. Get to a place where you can be present. And from there, you can start to build bravery. This is a marathon. Take your time, but stay with it. Stay with us. Stay connected. Reach out for help if you need it. Offer help if you've got the energy to spare. My loves, we are all in this together. As always, if you get value from this podcast, please do subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it. If you would like to get extras month by month, you can go to my Patreon and become a supporter there. I also have a community page where I have posted a lot of, you know, stuff that is free. You don't have to support or join to get to be a part of it. I actually wanted to read you very briefly one of the affirmations that were shared on my Patreon for hand washing. Like just a nice thing to reaffirm yourself. And it comes from Brittany. It's really simple. Peace begins with me. What she does when she's washing her hands for 20 seconds is she just says, peace begins with me over and over again. And I thought that was really beautiful. I know it's simple, but for me, it was really inspiring. Maybe it will be for you too. My loves. Hopefully I'll see you on the 28th at my webinar. And, you know, take good care of yourselves. Do what you got to do to stay healthy and safe and to protect the wellness of others. We are all in this together. Every year they say the end is near. But we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.